So I want to begin with a question, and if you're sitting with your family, if you're a kid and your parents are around, you can answer this question uh, to a sibling or to a parent, but I want you to think about the last time you felt sad. Or if not sad, maybe some other negative emotion, maybe something that brought you tears. Can you think of the last time you felt sad? If you want to, you can name it to the person sitting around you. I'm going to keep talking, so you can talk while I talk. I, I, I give you permission. Uh, if you don't want to name it, that's okay, too, to just think about it and hold it in your head. Sometimes we might not want to name those things. But I'm thinking not necessarily of a time when you were hurt. Like if you were a kid and you fell off your bike, that inevitably would have brought some tears and you would have wanted to be comforted by a parent. But I'm not thinking about those times so much. Those are, you know, when you get injured, there's sort of pain in the moment and there's some tears in the moment. But we know that our body's going to heal, and so it's not as painful. It's just like temporary discomfort. The sadness or the pain that I more have in mind is the kind that is often inflicted by other people or by being in relationship with other people. So if you're a kid, uh, maybe like a sibling did something that made you sad or cry. Maybe a friend excluded you from a text stream or a video chat. Or maybe you made a mistake and then you got in trouble and then you, you felt unsure about the, the nature of your relationship with a person that uh, was mad at you and made you get in trouble because of the mistake you made. These things hurt our feelings. If you're an adult, we have these same experiences, right? Like we have friends and friends can hurt our feelings too. You can go to a store and maybe feel disrespected or dismissed or ignored because of your ethnicity or your class or your gender, and these can inflict wounds on us as well. Maybe just because we're living in a time of a pandemic, a, a negative emotion that you're very familiar with right now is fear. You don't know what the future holds, so you're anxious about whether or not kids are gonna go back to school, whether or not everything's gonna return to normal at work. So we all have these negative emotional experiences and the most painful one usually are the ones that are rooted in relationship in some way if something comes flying at me you guys will scream right well so when we have these I wonder what do you do like when you have a negative emotion and sometimes these negative emotions can be quite overwhelming who do you turn to for comfort in the midst of your negative emotions? If you're a kid, I hope you can turn to your parents. If you're an adult, I hope you have friends or a spouse or maybe a sibling, an adult sibling that you can turn to. But what we find in our passage for today is that we can also turn towards God. And as we turn towards God, God can comfort us in the midst of difficult times. So this is our scripture reading for today. It comes from 1 Corinthians, or 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 through 4. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble 
in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. There's a pretty straightforward verse. I get the logic of it. Paul turns to God for comfort, and then he's able to take that comfort and give it to other people who are experiencing hardship. And the verse comes from a letter that Paul wrote to a church in Corinth. And the Christians in Corinth, they were experiencing some hardship. And so Paul, one of the primary purposes of this letter is to remind them and point out to them, hey, you can find comfort in the midst of your difficult situation. There is a way that you can turn towards God and God can comfort you in the midst of your emotional pain whatever that emotional pain might be. So the logic of it is simple, but do we know how to turn towards God and receive comfort? So our verse is right at the very beginning of the letter. It's almost like a thesis for the entire letter. And then from there, he talks about some specific hardships that the Corinthians are facing, but then he kind of gets into how it is Sort of the mechanics of how it is that you and I can turn towards God for comfort. A few chapters later, he says this in chapter 4. In the midst of deep discouragement, he says this to the Corinthian Christians. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly, the circumstance of our lives, we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what, it, what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. So Paul is basically saying that something, the way that we receive comfort is to notice that the things that discourage us are happening on the outside, in the seen world, and that these, in the midst of these momentary troubles that we're experiencing, God is doing something in our spiritual world, in the eternal place we dwell with God, that is creating this splendor and glory and grandeur that far surpasses the difficulty that's happening in our external world. So the, the first step to, to receiving comfort is recognizing that there are things that happen on the outside and there are things that happen on the inside. And that when things happen bad on the outside, God can be using that to do something magnificent on the inside. And this parallels what God the Father did for Christ on the cross. On the outside, Jesus is experiencing hardship. He's going to the cross. The Spirit is comforting him. And then ultimately, the Spirit raises him up from death into a new resurrection. The same thing that the Spirit does in our life. We experience hardship on the outside, then the Spirit works on the inside and does some work of transformation that is much greater on the inside. So if we want to receive comfort in the midst of our hardship, Paul is, is inviting us to shift our focus. Stop looking at things that are seen and instead look inward to the things that are unseen, what's happening on the inside. And if we're going to shift our attention from the outside to the inside, the first thing we immediately notice, if it's like if you're somewhere, a bad thing happens to you, and you go, I want to not focus on what's on the outside, the scene. I want to focus on what's on the inside, the unseen. The first thing that happens when we look inward in the midst of a difficult situation is we become 
very aware of our feelings. Those are the first things. When we look inside, the first thing that we discover, we pay attention to when we shift to the unseen in our inner life with God is how strong and sometimes, honestly, overwhelming our feelings can be for us. They can cloud a lot of our thinking in the midst of really strong emotions. And our emotions function for us like alarm bells. They reflect what we believe or the values that we hold, that those beliefs are being threatened or the, the values are being compromised. So let me give you an example of this. So if I want to go out, you know how we ran the 6K race here for World Vision? If I want to go and run this 6K race, if I am showing up to that race with the belief that I am the fastest runner in the world, when I don't win that race, that belief is challenged and I then am going to be met. I'm going to feel some negative emotions like despair or discouragement or worthlessness because I had this belief, I'm the fastest person in the world. And then somebody beat me, so just running a 6K race can become the incident that causes a lot of despair for me. Whereas if somebody else shows up and their belief is, well, I'm running this race for charity, running is really good exercise, I get to do this with community, they're going to finish that race and fifth or 15th or 50th place and they're just going to feel gratitude for being able to be outside get exercise raise some money and be with other people the same event occurs running a 6k but these two people experience it differently because of the beliefs and values you're bringing to it now this is a, a simple example but it shows that how when we start looking inward the first thing we notice is our emotions and those emotions are rooted in what we believe to be true about ourselves are the values that we hold. So let's take a more like realistic example of a difficult situation that would cause some maybe distressing emotions for us. So let's imagine this like in a pre-COVID world, your kid, whatever age you want to be, but you're you got to go to school pre-COVID, so you're still going to school and you're taking the bus. And usually you set your alarm at night and it wakes you up in the morning. And then you eat breakfast, you pack your bag, and then you get out to the bus stop and you get to chat with your friends a little bit before you get on the bus and you go to school. Well, for whatever reason, you set your alarm for instead of 7 a.m., you set it for 7 p.m. So the next morning your alarm doesn't go off. So your parents come in at like 7.40 and the bus is coming at 7.45 and they're like, why aren't you awake yet? And you're like, oh my gosh, I have five minutes to get dressed, eat, and get to the bus stop. And so you're frantically hurrying because you don't want to miss the bus throw on your clothes, you grab a wee Cliff Z-bar, you shove it in your mouth, and you run out the door, backpack still open, running, 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 you make it to the bus stop, you get on the bus, and you're feeling pretty good about yourself. But as you're walking down the aisle, somebody does this, and you realize that you forgot to zip your fly up, so everybody can see your underwear. And as that one kid points at you, everybody on the bus starts laughing. What are some emotions that you may be feeling in that moment? You just made a mistake in your hurry. You're trying to do a really good job. You make a small mistake, a mistake every single person in the world will make at some point in time in their life. But the kids in the bus, they're not so understanding about your mistake. So they, with one voice and one action, point and laugh. 
this terrible feeling. I imagine some of the things you start to feel are shame, embarrassment, loneliness, maybe some worthlessness. You zip your fly up, you make it to your seat, and you sit down. And at that moment, you remember this Bible verse that Paul says that God can comfort you in the midst of difficult circumstances. And the first thing that we have to do is pay attention to what we're feeling. So as you sit down on the bus, you start to pay attention to your feelings. And the way that we receive comfort, the first step is to pray what we feel. So we simply tell God, God, I feel hurt. God, I feel embarrassed. God, I feel stupid. Because the intent, whenever we feel those negative emotions, we tend to just like get rid of them as fast as possible. We want to sit with that negative emotion before the Lord. Just hold it there and let God look at it as we look at it. When we are in times of trouble and we turn inward, we'll notice our emotion and then we'll want to run away from being inward. So that the challenge is to sit in the negative emotion with God. And as we sit there, it starts to be a little bit more okay. God starts to shine his light on the situation. And often, one of the things that the Holy Spirit will do in that moment is start to give us some understanding. If we can stay in that moment, maybe the understanding will be, it's okay to make mistakes. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that you can't make mistakes. And nowhere in the Bible does it say there's something wrong with me if somebody else is mean to me. Jesus was perfect and people were mean to him. And as I sit with that emotion, or as you sit with that negative emotion, there's another awareness understanding that the Holy Spirit can bring to us. We start to understand why we have this negative emotion. And just like me with my 6K, we realize that the emotion is not in the event so much, but it's in some belief or value that I hold. Maybe a belief that everybody thinks I'm fantastic. Or maybe some value that I need everybody to like me all the time. Or I need to not make mistakes. Or it's really hard for me to accept that I make mistakes. Oh Lord, the Holy Spirit starts to shine some light on that aspect of my life. And as I sit there in that moment, God's Spirit's bringing this new awareness or understanding, whatever it may be in your particular situation. The other thing that God's Spirit starts to do, and this is the primary thing that God's Spirit starts to do when we turn inward, if we can stay there in prayer, is God's Spirit starts to communicate God's love to you, your tremendous worth, your chosenness for God's love, and His presence with you as He dwells within you. But you just sit in that quiet moment, paying attention to God's presence with you and God's love for you, that love starts to diminish that negative emotion that we've experienced. This transforms the whole experience. And yes, something bad happened. Yes, we were embarrassed. We felt sad. But God's love is greater. And so we're okay. And this is how we receive comfort in the midst of difficult times. And, and this may seem hard to do all these things, but it's not. It's not that complicated. 
Maybe if, if this sort of thing happens to you, you can't do it right there on the bus, but maybe when you get home from school, you do it. Or if you're an adult and something like this happens at work or with a friendship, maybe you can't do it right in the moment, but you have to spend some time at night because you had this negative experience, and you spend some time praying and reviewing it and letting God's light, God's love, shine on this moment of darkness. And the more we do this, the more we set aside time to pray through our times of trouble, the quicker we're able to do it later on when it happens again. You and I can turn inward towards God and receive comfort in difficult times. And as we receive this comfort, as we become aware of God's love, then we gain the inner resources and the strength to go out and love others and comfort others and to see others in their pain, to pay attention to how they need to be comforted, and to share the comfort that we have received with them. Let's pray. God, we recognize that we all face difficulty, that we're in a season of tremendous difficulties right now. The negative emotions come on a fairly regular basis for many of us. So we just pause and we open our hearts to you, Lord, to shine your light, whatever is distressing us. God, in the midst of the quiet, we want to hear your voice of love calling out to us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.